Guys, remember to wash your hands. Just that's what I'm going to say today. Wash your hands. Stay six feet apart from people. Don't be stupid. And while you're six feet apart, leave an iTunes review. That's all I got for today. Joe, anything to promote? I know. My whole, like many people, my whole life has been canceled. So no shows coming up. I guess uh, I guess you could go back and watch some old shows if you want. Like I said, uh, Joe Prano Takes the Stand is now available for one American dollar with promo code Corona, which I did in honor of the Mexican beer. This was before the whole virus thing. So promo code Corona gets you Joe Prano Takes the Stand for one American dollar. That's 44 minutes of comedy, including a short film featuring the great pizza Starro. And, uh, yeah, Valentine's Day is for suckers is still out there. I guess if you want old content, that's where it's at. And also, uh, I got nothing else. Do I have anything else? I don't know. Do you? No. Oh. Let's start the show. We're going to announce a big thing on the show, a contest. Oh, yeah. We got a contest coming up on the show. So if you're listening to this, keep listening. It's contest time. I didn't like that at all. I think we should redo that. I think we should keep it. That pre-roll is terrible. I think it's the I think it's the quarantine version of the pre-roll. I think we should start the show. Welcome to Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in sunny Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. Hey, buddy. I'm now at this point just doing an impression of Tug doing an impression of me. This has become very meta. Hello, Andy. Yeah? Hello, Andy. <laughs> I, I texted with Tug yesterday. He, How's Tug doing? It's funny. He actually texted me a screenshot of the Texas Tech-Virginia National Championship game last year, and he wrote, Cut Cam Alert, which I thought was pretty funny. Somebody in the front row was wearing a Texas shirt, so he was watching last year's national title game, and he found a cut cam. How many times do you think Tug has watched that national championship game that he attended, correct? Well, well, that's what I said to him. I said, this is the state we're at. You're watching an old game. And he wrote, I've never seen it before because I was there live. Hashtag flex. <laughs> I, I, I don't believe you. <laughs> I, believe he, I believe he came home from that game last year and watched it immediately. Yeah? I think he's seen it. I think he watched it at least once before. Yeah. I but, believe him, but he he still needed the ha- he still needed that for his hashtag flex. It's so, a good flex. Yeah, good for Tug, good for Tugless. I have not fallen down that rabbit hole yet of watching old sports. I'm not against it. I just haven't fallen down that. Yeah, yet. Uh, there was something on the other day, and I tuned in for a second, but yeah, I I don't I don't generally do that. Yeah, I, I I'll hardwood classics it from time to time. Okay. Just mostly because I like watching, I like watching like the Showtime Lakers. Yeah, and having everybody tell me, you know, this was a, this is like the high, 
you know, transition basketball. This it's showtime. And then just being like, why is everybody playing in slow motion? Yeah. And then and then I cackle at the idea that some players think basketball was better in the eighties and the nineties. Yeah. So this is a good question. That's our that's our producer Nick chiming in. This is a good, if, if if my mic was on. Your mic was on. You just got to speak louder, bro. No, it wasn't on. Um, so if you guys were to go back, say say you have two hours to watch one sports event of any. What 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 sports event are you watching? Go back and watch one. Uh, one sports event. I don't know. I guess because I don't do this often, because I have not rewatched anything. I think I'd probably just go back and watch the eighteen and one Giant Super Bowl. I watch I watched the game where they. That'd be the, a fun the, one. The first Tom Brady loss. You know, I'd like to rewatch that. The first loss of the Patriots that year. Why is that? I was working that night. I was working. I was waiting tables. So the truth is, I haven't really rewatched that. Obviously, TV screens are on, but you're not getting a full grasp of the game. You're saying you didn't even watch it. I watched it. You you watched some of it. Yeah. But I guess yeah. I didn't really sit down and watch it. I should right. rewatch that. Yeah, you should. Yeah. We could do a rewatch. Didn't we talk about that as a potential rewatch? It'd be a good one. Game. The next year I missed the same way I missed the Saints Colts Super Bowl. Same way. I was waiting tables. So that was a, that was a good one too. Not nearly as good. Yeah. Um there was a run there for a while where the games were incredible though. And they they uh was it the Cardinals Steelers Steelers? A lot, a lot of people thought that was one of the great games, and, yeah, and uh, I mean, I think as a as a biased Giants fan, though, I think a lot of people agree that the eighteen and one, like just all of the things about yeah. that game, a lot of storylines, a lot of storylines. Obviously, the undefeated Patriots, but even just the way that they won it, yeah, incredible. Now, what have you? What have we all been watching? Obviously, we're, we're under this basically national quarantine in some regard. I am now big into Tiger King. Yeah, I just started that last night. About three episodes in, um, I watched. I, I rented Bombshell before that, which was the Charlize uh, Theron. Yeah, Charlize, uh, Nicole Kidman. Um, interesting what, move there, Joe Prano. I'm not gonna lie. Why is that? It's an interesting one. Uh, my girlfriend's been wanting to see it for a while, but okay. also, um, yeah, I, I I've been interested as well. It's the it's the Megyn Kelly, Roger Ailes, Fox News movie um pretty good charlie's was great um and then yeah watch tiger king after that i literally just did a podcast about all the things that i'm listening to and watching and reading so you can listen to that if you want uh that'll give you like literally a, a dozen things that i've been consuming but uh I, i'm also on tiger king just i'm three episodes in wow yeah i'm on episode six I'm not going to give anything away because it just came out Friday, but highly recommend it. Yeah. I mean, we can give some stuff away. It's about people who own uh, tigers. And they're all assholes. Yeah. And they're all assholes. Absolutely. All of them. All of them. Uh, I think it's amazing when you watch it. I'll, I'll, I'll give one spoiler. I think the least asshole in the first three episodes, this is truthful, of all of the characters that I've met, all, all of the main uh, big cat owners yeah. that I've met in this show. The one that I think might be the least asshole-ish is the uh, 
crazy cocaine drug lord in Miami who took a fucking handsaw and chopped somebody to death and then burned their body on his property. I think of, of the whole group, he might be the best like person. That's where that's how bad these people are. He might be the single best person. Now, again, I'm mid episode six, so I'm farther than you. I might have to agree with that still at this yeah. juncture. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's like, yeah. I like uh, big cats. Uh, yeah, I like big cats. What am I supposed to do? Some guy, one of my people shoots somebody. What am I supposed to do? Not chop them up and burn them on my property? <laughs> How is that guy not in jail, by the way? Well, he served 12 years, 12 or 13 years. <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable. And he got out. There's people that are in jail for smoking pot. I didn't realize the fascination... Not, I'm not talking about the big cat owners, and, and you'll see this even farther along once you proceed with the series. I mean, this this love of posing with a tiger, like I didn't realize that was a big thing. Apparently it is. Dude, you have no idea. So we're I'm watching this last night with my girlfriend, and I'm like, these people are fucking idiots. It's every Tinder profile. I, I go, yeah, well that, and I never knew that. I'd always seen in girls' profiles them say, like, I don't care about a picture of you with a tiger. And I'm like, who are all these dudes with a tiger? <laughs> I've never seen – because I'm not, yeah. seeing, I'm not seeing what girls are seeing. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure. I'm seeing w- w- what guys are seeing. And then I was like, all these people are assholes. I go, you got to be a fucking idiot to lay there with, like, a big tiger and, like, get your picture taken. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. My so- girlfriend then proceeds to pull up pictures of her laying with a tiger. And I was like, I – like, if I, wasn't, if I wasn't quarantined here – I might have to go. I mean, that's a like, break. That's a that's a that's a. She's ending literally like, got the t- a tiger like whipping its tail on her, and this and this like tiger trainer. She's in like Thailand or something. Is like poking at the tiger with a stick to like try to get the tail. I don't know to try to get the tail off her or to try to get the tail moving for a video or something like that. I was like, you are laying there while somebody pokes a tiger with a stick. Yeah, it's a very reckless. Here's the thing about me. I have been open. I've made a lot of reckless decisions in my life regrettable decisions many that i'm not proud of like that's one i haven't done that i'm not wanting to do and then at one point in one of the episodes the guy's like if you don't if you don't like love tigers you're like insecure like he like straight up calls out people he's like you're insecure and like sad or something like that i was like yeah i just don't i don't fucking need to see a tiger i don't need to hang out with a tiger ever same with snakes i don't need to be around snakes i don't need to be around like deadly cats I don't need it. Well, look, I obviously I've discussed. I want to go. I want to go cage diving with great white sharks. That's different. I don't need to do that either. But I think that's different. Okay. At least that I'm in a cage. This is hey, you're just hanging with a tiger. Yeah. Like a sedated fucking weird tiger. And it's so sad. If you if you truly love animals, you can't like these people. Yeah. It's disgusting. Now Nick and I also watched. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Friday evening. Yes, I know. And you told me that Nick had a lukewarm take, like a lukewarm review. But then you also told me that Nick gave it a 7 out of 10. We're about to go to Nick for his review. But I was like, I think that's about right. Honestly, that might even be a little high for me. Now, I appreciate uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High as like the start of a genre. And I appreciate that there's a lot of great, it was like the beginning of a lot of great people, Cameron Crowe, uh, you know, Forrest Whitaker, uh, 
Sean, Sean Penn. Penn. Like, there's a lot of people that are like Judge that, Reinhold. Yeah, that went on to great things. Judge Reinhold went on to mediocre things, but a lot of people went on to great things after it from it. And it's it's definitely the beginning of a genre. But like, I'm not like it's a must see from like a like a great movie perspective. And then so Nick giving out a seven, I was like, yeah, I'm totally okay with that. Might even be a little high. Nick, what what, what was your takeaway? I think it worked good as like a movie. If you break it down into like different like skits almost, like storyline altogether, there's not much of one. Right. There's not one overarching like theme or anything like that. But the, you know, there's just some funny skits. Like a guy orders a pizza to a class. You know, there's some funny quotes there. Yeah. And you know, like if you come at it with a, like a, a perspective of like humor, almost like a television show, I think it's better that way. But it didn't seem. It, it was kind of a strange watch, like sitting down watching it as a movie. So, well, I think great quotes. It, though. It, it is, it is definitely, and I think it maybe even, um, I think maybe a lot of the people that remember it remember it this way. It was definitely like a basic, not even a basic cable movie. Yeah, I guess you'd say like a basic cable. Like it was always airing on some shit with commercials, like back in the day. You it's, know what I mean? Well, here's the fun thing: it's only an hour and twenty six minutes. Right. It's a short film. But it's definitely a movie that you would catch in pieces. Like, I don't remember the last time I sat down and watched it from the opening credits to the ending credits. Well, Nick's time, the theme, what I liked about it is, it, it obviously, there's a lot of comedy. I don't know if it's considered probably overall as a comedy in, the, in that genre. But, you know, it's, it's tackling, hence, fast times. It's tackling sex, abortion, drugs like it's tackling issues that i don't think had really been done before especially with the abortion scenes and those situation you know matters that probably in 1982 correct me if i'm wrong right. with nudity all those things hadn't been tackled in that format and it's definitely the beginning of like the high school genre yeah like a lot of other things sprung from there in terms of like comedies dramas like whatever it's it like it there was a definitely numerous versions but like you don't have american pie without fast times or Ridgemont high exactly you don't have like even though that's like a strip but it, it's because the idea of like setting something in like the halls of a high school i mean that was that changed i mean you don't i don't think you have saved by the bell without fast times or Ridgemont high you i agree know what i mean like i agree it's definitely the beginning of like going High schoolers are people too. They're almost adults, but they're also kids. It's this crossover of like young adulthood and and treating and high school as like a place where actual drama can happen as opposed to like it's not a children's movie. It's not Leave it to Beaver. Right. Which like pre high school is kids' movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I think for a lot a long time it just was never the set, the scene for anything. And if you look through the eighties and the nineties, it was the number one scene for things. Yeah. Like more things. I bet you there was, I bet you more movies took place in high school in the nineties than in any other fucking one particular setting. You know what I mean? So, uh, props to that for, for starting like a genre. Yeah. No, but, but this is my thing on, we're discussing, obviously we're going to get to some of the sports discussions that are happening now. I think it's important to keep busy during all this. And I'm being real for a minute. I think it's important to watch things maybe you haven't watched or rewatch stuff or read a book. 
Um, Nick and I have had some good discussions about this. Social media right now, Nick called it AIDS yesterday. I, I'd have to agree. Awful. Like, social media right now is terrible. And between the polarization, which I didn't think could get any worse, Joe, I think it has through this pandemic. The, the amount of people hopping on here and and making a bad situation even worse with the, the political... The political, how do you say Politicizing? It? Yeah, politicizing everything and the panic and the freak out. I'm not saying that we, we can't take things serious because we should, but I can't go on because... <laughs> COVID. <laughs> COVID. That's, that's, that's my new thing. It's like the Kobe, but with COVID. I can't go on social media without getting annoyed, and I don't want to be annoyed. So my take now is find something to do. Yeah. Find something to keep yourself occupied in a creative and fun way. Yeah, I've been reading more. I've been I haven't listened to as many podcasts because I'm not alone. I'm not solo, which I I basically only ever listen to podcasts solo. You listen to podcasts now. Everyone's talking about the same thing. You know, like it's just like going on social media. You can't get away from this thing. It's everywhere right now. Yeah, and I mean that it is like it's literally everywhere right now. So it's it's hard to it's hard to. The, the idea of doing a podcast and not mentioning it, it, it is kind of weird. But but I agree with you. There's escape, which which is why I agree with Andy. Is like, go back and find something. It's a great time to rediscover things. I mean, uh, I, another album I re- just rediscovered. I didn't rediscover it. I mean, I knew it was always there. But uh, underrated U2 album, Pop, 1997, Pop. Flew under the radar. was kind of panned. Uh, by critics, uh, they 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 like they're a little bit of ahead of its time. Maybe tried to get a little. I think I think it made some people uncomfortable. Yeah, it wasn't their it wasn't their grandpa's U two. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff on pop. And uh, if you're a U two fan or if you're uh, like a casual U two fan, uh, if you the great thing about them is they put out a lot of like singles back in the day. They would put out like a lot of great content. So there's the one of those great songs on pop, please. There's a single for please. that's actually on Spotify. I think it's on Apple music too. And they have a lot, a live version of it that runs right into, it's like a concert uh, performance where their version of please runs right into where the streets have no name. And uh, if you, I'll say this, if you're not a YouTube fan, I know there's a lot of YouTube haters out there, especially next generation. A lot of people hate YouTube because they once gave away an album for free never really understood they're like here's a free album everybody's like fuck you we fucking hate you well um, there's a lot to that uh but i don't, uh, I don't, I don't want an album showing up on my phone i'm just you know it's it's hard to avoid that right i'm just saying like don't don't shove it in my face it's like someone going up to your door trying to sell you something you don't want any part of that well, it, they're not trying to sell you something. They were just somebody coming up to your door and just giving you yeah, something. But, yeah, but if someone comes up then, to, to your door and gives you something, you're not going to take it all the time. You don't trust that. I just got this shirt. Shout out to, uh, you know, I didn't even know this was coming. Shout out to, there's a name on it, Mr. Paul Lucas from Brooklyn. He sent me this Meats shirt. It's like a Mets shirt, but it says Meats. Which, by the way, meat is very hard to come by now. And I, I don't know, like, what the reasoning behind it is. Um, but it's awesome. I love it. Um, you know, if it, if it said something that I didn't want to have, I wouldn't be like, well, Mr. Paul Lucas is a real piece of shit. 
giving me a free T-shirt that I didn't want. You know, luckily he gave me a cool T-shirt. It says Meats. But uh, shout out to you, Paul. But, uh, you know, anyway, going back to the point, Pop's an underrated album. Re- revisit it if you need if you need underrated things to revisit. Well, again, my advice, stay off social media. Look, follow the news. Don't oversaturate yourself. You're going to go in panic mode. You're going to freak out. Be safe. Be smart. These are all my pieces of advice. And also find something to take your mind off it with a game. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on the social media thing a little bit. The, the beauty of social media is that you, you curate your own feeds. So I've been doing this a lot lately, um, pre-coronavirus, but also definitely with the way people have acted during this. If somebody's putting out the shit that you don't like, get rid of them. Yeah. You don't owe them anything, especially if it's somebody you don't know. Instagram's more of a place where I feel like we all follow a lot of our friends. Like Twitter for me, I'm I'm it's less friends for me and Instagram's more of my friends. But like I'll be straight up, I mute the fuck out of my friends on Instagram. Mute. I'm never seeing your story. Never seeing it. And like that's where we have to be is like curate your own feed. If somebody's putting political shit that you don't like if somebody's putting bullshit out there you know like get rid of it because there is great stuff happening on social media too a lot of people are doing super positive charitable things in regards to the virus uh sharing good information about it um you you got to sift through what's real and what's not but also like you were saying in terms of like the content that people are creating to pass the time is very interesting. And this is where we're going to get into like, you know, what we said in the pre-roll that we have like a little contest we're throwing out there. Some of the things I've seen that people are putting out there, that's like incredible what they're doing with like their free time. Uh, I saw a guy yesterday. This is a, this might be the greatest thing I've ever seen on the internet. He put a Xbox game or a DVD and he rested it on its side between two fucking whiteboard markers. Then he took a golf club and he chipped it and it went in the air end over end and landed in the Xbox slot. So how long does that fucking take to do? So he chipped he chipped a disc into an Xbox and it just like it was down. a golf like he was hitting a golf ball. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. Like, I don't know if it took him a million tries, but either way. Yeah. Because, like, the thing is, to do it, you've got to, like, put, you got to set that up every time. Here's what I've been doing, and uh, Miller Lite, our official sponsor, will will love this. Been drinking a fair amount of Miller Lite during the quarantine because, as we know, uh, it's an air, it's now airport dr- airport drinking rules. Like, Time doesn't no longer matters. Days of the week no longer matter. I'm not binge drinking by any means, but I'm saving my Miller Lite cans. And when I get to ten cans, I crush them up. I take the twelve pack of the twelve pack box. I peel the lid off. I put it across the room, and I see how many out of ten I can bang into that box. You bang. You're playing beer basketball. But it's good. It's making me pace my drinking too. Like, but but also it's giving me a goal. At the end of ten. Yeah. 
At the end of 10, now I've got 10, and it's good. Then I can do my percentage. 8 of 10, I'm shooting 80%. 6 out of 10, ooh, rough day at the line. 6 yeah. out of 10. But I'm always, I'm always waiting until I get 10, and then bang and 10, just see what I can do. Because also, I'm on crutches, you know? So all of my games got to be like sitting down, sitting down games. Uh, I, I, I saw some elderly, some uh, old folks home. Did you see this? Had the elderly playing Hungry Hungry Hippo. It, it was a it was a live action, Hungry Hungry Hippos. It was that, like elderly people in wheelchairs were the hippos going back and forth. They had like sticks with boxes on the end. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. I, I agree, that was pretty good. And then there was uh, I saw yesterday what was going around, and this is going to inspire our hashtag, the hashtag Home Challenge. A lot of people were doing soccer uh, juggling with toilet paper little disrespectful i guess uh, you know because some people don't have toilet paper yeah but i assume that they're also going to eventually use it on their ass i don't i don't I, i'd like to think that they're not i would hope so wasting this toilet paper just for it but there was a couple really good videos of people you know soccer juggling toilet paper some very creative videos of people then kicking the it out of frame and it sort of then somebody else that that was in their group catching it you know what i mean yeah through the uh magic of video then they would kind of catch it and do uh do their own juggling and this was all under the home challenge so this is what i've come up with andy the ds home challenge hashtag ds home challenge i want videos from dirt balls of what they're doing to pass the time what kind of game or dirty sport have you come up with in your quarantine I'm I'm taking I'm shooting Miller lights. I'm shooting crushed Miller lights into a uh, a cardboard bucket. I want to know what the dirt balls out there and anybody who's who comes across this is doing to pass their time. Yeah, and and you know what? It might be something as stupid as a vacuuming game. We all know I love the vacuum. Yeah. Do you have games that you play while you vacuum? No, but I could see myself creating something. I did a deep, a deep, deep, deep clean. Let me put you on here. Look, look, look at me. Uh, so Andy loves it, I've noticed, when he's vacuuming. If he gets like a big chunk and then the vacuum makes like a big noise, dude, a smile just emerges onto his face. So we, we could create some sort of vacuum game here in my apartment. I don't know, but I love this. So DS. Hashtag DS Home Challenge. Okay. Dirt balls. Take video. What are you doing at home? What kind of games have you come up with in your home with with whatever you have available to you to pass the time. I cuz I feel like dirt balls this is right right down dirt ball main street. Dirt balls minds are always a little bit off, a little bit weird, yeah. a little bit wonky. They're called dirt balls. Yeah. I I whenever you tell me a story about having an interaction with one of our fans and you're like, "I just don't get it." I go, "Still a dirt ball. Still a dirt ball." I have a feeling some dirt balls are doing some wild creative things. Games with their friends, games with, you know, maybe it's their, and I always find it interesting when I look on social media, what people are doing is like, some people are alone, some people have roommates, some people have a significant other, some people have family. It's like the the dynamic of what's going on. Like basically right now, the dynamic that I'm living in is like, I'm spending a lot of time at my girlfriend's place. It's me and her. She's got a roommate, but they, they sort of have separate wings. So it's like. We're sort of on lockdown, just like a couple's lockdown. And, uh, you know, that's what we're doing in the past. I'm doing a lot of swimming and a lot of shooting Miller lights into 
things. Oh, and the other thing that I've been doing, this is a big move. I might, I might post video of this. This knee is finally healthy to the point where I'm working on my surf pop-up again. Getting up, popping up on my uh, yoga mat like it's a surfboard. I mean, this this is a huge leap for my knee. Yeah. One small step for mankind, one giant leap for so my knee. So let's, let's, let's finish what you're explaining. You want people to submit to our Twitter feed. Yeah, I want a video of their sport, their DS, their dirty sport, their dirty sport home challenge. Best one? I don't know. We're gonna we'll we'll, we'll come up with something. Well, here's what we're gonna come up with, Andy. If we get one incredible, dirty sports home challenge, perhaps we could start a league of some sort. Perhaps we could you know start competing via social media. Turn social media into a great place again. Make social media great again. A virtual game. Yeah, something that maybe somebody has come up with something that we all should be doing. You know, is 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 shooting Miller Lite free throws into a into a box super exciting? No, I have a feeling some dirt balls out there doing something that we should all be doing, that we should all be seeing where we stack up against other people online. So hit us with your video, hashtag DS Home Challenge. Tweet us at the Dirty Sports yes. on both Instagram and and Twitter. If you're watching this in a tweet, if you're watching this video in a tweet, reply under this tweet with your DS home challenge. Yeah. Is there anything coming in on the chat? Uh, well, uh, in regards to this DS home challenge, a lot of people throwing out how Jamal Murray has submitted his entry. <laughs> nice transition. It's a good transition. Uh, his DS home challenge was uh, a little sex tape. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of rumors about coronavirus about the things that you should be doing and not doing to help yourself. One of them I saw was um, it, it will it will fight the virus if you're consuming uh, hot liquids. Mm. And Jamal Murray certainly convinced his girlfriend that that's, <laughs> that that's going to help her stay away from the virus. She uh, she was desperate for some hot liquids. Uh, okay, let's let's let, let's break this down. This is the point of our show. It's where we're at in the sports world with there being no sports. I want to break this down from a technical. Like, okay, are we, are, we, are we breaking out the. Uh... I, I'm, not, I'm not breaking down the, the actual act. I want to break down all the other nuances of it. By that, I mean this. I thought you were about to telestrate this. Like you're about to go all fucking Czar the Telestrator. No, no, no. I want to oh, look know... what you're doing here. Just grinding. Well, if we had Maddie Goldberg here, shout out to the old Mike Mayock. Uh, draft he did like the combine but with porn stars which was so funny which is available on our youtube no i want to break down first do we think this was put out there on purpose or was he hacked i'm always curious i don't think he was hacked and i don't think it was put out there on purpose i think he accidentally it was an instagram story yeah i think he accidentally posted a video to his instagram story um i either for either for some reason, like a lot of millennials, he was recording it in his Instagram story because people like to do that. Maybe he was going to share it to her on Instagram or share it to somebody else on Instagram. But it seems like maybe he and, and I know a lot of people who do this will record stuff on Instagram or on Snapchat and then save it as opposed to what I'm way more often do is I record it in my video and then post it through those. But I know a lot of people who who use the apps for their recording 
whether it be for filters or, you know, whatever. And then they just save that. My girlfriend says it all the time. Save it. Don't post it. She'll do it in Snapchat and then save it and then not post it. So I think he accidentally posted a video that he very much, I think it definitely came from his phone. Yeah. He's not hacked. This makes sense if you're doing that for Snapchat, but why Instagram? Snapchat makes sense because you have the Snapchat memories, so it, it goes to that data bank. But with Instagram, the only option you have after you take that video is to post it. Am I no, wrong? No. Here? See, this is what's wrong with his generation. They they don't understand. You guys aren't on the IG, which I don't get. IG is the same way as Snapchat. I've dirty. I don't. I don't have Snapchat. I haven't. I haven't had Snapchat for years. It's the same way as. Instagram and Snapchat are the same thing. You can send nudes and play the whole... Yeah, I understand that. So he was planning on sending this just, just to his girlfriend. He could. Or, 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 I don't know. Maybe he has a relationship with one of his boys. I don't know. But it's, this is his girlfriend, so like sharing that his girlfriend was blowing him doesn't seem... And just like Snapchat, it can disappear. Now, like, Andy, what, what are the, am I allowed to say blowing on the show still? You dropped a 400 F-bombs already. It's fine, Joe. Uh, yeah, you did. You, you, you're, that's a game I want to play. Nick and I have discussed this, haven't we, Nick, behind Joe's back? Let's just be honest. Once or twice. Where we talked about keeping track of the F-bombs. You don't realize how frequently you say it. I know. I didn't, uh, I, I, at this point, I'm a 40-year-old adult. I, at this point, I didn't know I was around anybody offended by the, the it's, F-word. It's, it's not offended. I think you say it, though, I think you say it more, and this is my opinion, I think you say it more on the show than you say it in everyday life, like talking. Well, I, I think I say it the exact same amount on the show as I do in everyday life when I'm worked up about something. Which I often get on the show. You think? Yeah. The other day we started with, you know, them. You're like, you've said fuck 200 times already. I'm like, yeah, we just talked about Kirk Cousins getting <laughs> getting extended. That's the kind of thing that will cause some F-bombs to come out. I'm going to make a Joe Prano challenge. If you can go, no, this is this is some this is some bullshit backhanded challenge. This isn't a bullshit. Where it's like we're you know you're trying to get us monetized on YouTube or some no, shit. No, no, and no. It's like I have no cares at all about how I talk. And well, like, well, you should. Why? Because well, because one, it's not that difficult to just say. This is this is why you should care because it can show it shows you can adapt. What, what if hold on? What if somebody said, "Hey, we want to put you guys on." I do clean comedy shows all the time. You got to do twenty five minutes tonight, and you can't be dirty. I I don't say fuck one time. All the time, I do it all the time. Then then why then why is there this? And then when I and then when I do comedy shows where they're like anything goes. I say fuck more. I'll give you $100 cash if you can go two straight episodes without dropping an F-bomb. I bet you I've gone two straight episodes. No way. Okay. I, I, I bet you... Hold on. This isn't just about you, Joe. I'm not even going to... By the way, we're not We're not even ever going to discuss this again, but I'm going to do the Could, next two episodes without $100 without saying fuck one time. And didn't we already do this before? Didn't I go... We, 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 didn't I go four episodes without no, swearing at all? We, we did one episode. And by the way, this isn't just about you because it's about me too. No. Last year, the the... Deal was I couldn't swear at all during playoff football because I lost the bet. Oh yeah, and I went and and I didn't and if I and if I did swear, so you've proven you can do this. Yeah, absolutely. I've proven I cannot drink too. I've gone months without drinking, and I'm drinking all the time. I've proven a million times over I could do this. I went like 
I never swear in front of, you know, people's parents. I never swear in front of, like, I'm a totally reasonable person. But we're doing a, a show called the Dirty Sports Podcast. They used to end with the call sign, condoms are for pussies. That's fine. You talked about Sister Margaret or whatever her name was getting having herpes on her face. Sister Jean. So, yeah. I didn't know I didn't know we were doing clean comedy over here. It's not clean comedy. You you're you're taking you're taking one thing and you you're you're completely running with it. That's I think that's the difference. No, I all I've said to you and I've said this numerous times when this came up for the first time I go, this is like when people vote for Donald Trump. I go, if you're voting for Donald Trump and because you want lower taxes, just say that. Just go like it's all I care about is lower taxes. I don't care if the guy rapes his wife. I don't care if he, you know, molests teenage beauty queens. I just want lower taxes. I can respect that as a person. I've what I've said to you is just just say we can't make YouTube money if you say fuck and I'll go, "Okay. Well, it, that's it." It's not just about YouTube though for me. It's not just about that. I told you I made a conscious decision the start of the year to in in my opinion minimize my swearing cuz it's not like I don't swear yeah. cuz I do. Even before all this stuff, I think, I think just to swear, saying these words just to swear, it loses the effect. It's the same way if I eat ice cream every day, it's not going to taste as good. It's a treat. It's something special. That's all I'm saying. I feel like I swear too much, and then maybe I was trying to put it on you too. It's just a challenge. Yeah. Sounds like a personal challenge. Okay. That's fine. I, I, I just... I think that, I mean, if you want me to take a hundred dollars in cash from you and never look back and then start swearing again, I'm happy to do it. It's not a no, but again, it's not all or nothing. You're looking at it all or nothing. It's a matter of minimizing certain things and saying certain things in a certain way without having to just drop f bomb after f bomb after f bomb. Yeah, and I'm just going. I'm just here. Like I, I barely read the rundown. I'm just here spitballing. This ain't I. I'm not planning everything one way or the other. We're not calling a lot of plays. We're playing we're we're playing backyard football out here. I'm doing a lot of turning my back to the field. Like I'm doing <laughs> you know. This is this is a, a fly by the seat of my you know, I'm the I'm the maverick of uh you know, you wanna be Iceman? You wanna that's how that's how he flies. Ice cold. But look, I'm out here, you know. That's right, I am dangerous. <laughs> Well, it's fitting because I, with my deep dust dive, you see, I, I got your boy Tom Cruise up in back of you. I love it. I had, Such a good movie. He always has to go in back of you. Such a good movie. When's the next? When's the next one come out? Top Gun, I believe July, provided it's not postponed. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. You, hopefully, hopefully, they do. Like, I mean, I would be so stoked if they did this. But you know, uh, a couple of the major movie studios have started to release movies um, direct to streaming for like higher prices. They're like, Oh, for 25 bucks, you can watch something that's supposed to come out because of the virus. People aren't going to theaters. I, I think that's, I think that's exploiting this. Well, if, if the, you want to, if you want to charge 20 to $25, first of all, if you rent a movie or if you buy a movie now, you can like, but you could buy like if you buy Joker, like you said you watched Joker the other day, and I want to hear your review on that. But for example, last night I rented Bombshell. It was five ninety nine to rent or four ninety nine to rent. If I wanted to buy it and have it forever, it was like fourteen ninety nine. 
they're just saying for 25 you can have it before it's well, out of theaters. I saw, okay, certain movies like Invisible Man that just came out, $20. And I don't know if that's to buy or rent. If that's to rent, that's ridiculous because I could see the movie for cheaper than $20. If you went to the theater. Correct. Now you got to go, like, first of all, if you went to the theater alone, you could see it for less than $20. If you go with, two, if you go with somebody else, you're pushing $20 unless yeah. you're getting a matinee. If you go with three people, forget it. So you could have your six quarantine friends over and watch it for $20. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, my point is if you're a family. Are you sitting six feet apart? I'm saying if you're a family, whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? And I honestly don't. I I think that if there's a silver lining or or numerous silver linings that come out of this, like I think studios should be doing this. Who's going to the movies anymore? I go to the movies more than you. Much more than me. I probably go to the movie theater three times a year. I mean, you just saw Joker three days ago. I did. It's good. You liked it. I liked it a lot. I mean, it's it's a school shooter manifesto, and and now I I understand why. I mean, I don't think it's a school shooter manifesto, but it definitely I think it's definitely his his antisocial personality and his his penchant for violence based on feeling like he was sort of uh, stepped on by the world. It definitely school shooter vibes. Has school shooter vibes. I don't think it's when you you know. I don't think it's so much as like there are some other but, pieces but, of art out there where like the guy becomes like a mass murderer. You know, here's what I find interesting while I'm watching. He kills it. two people, one what, person. No, he he kills the three. Right, the three well, yeah, guys. Don't, well, yeah, don't don't spoil it. But yeah, okay. But I'm saying he doesn't he doesn't kill ten people in the movie. He kill wait well, yeah. But look, he kills five. I'm just going to give the number. I don't care. I'm giving the number. He killed five people. What I found interesting while watching that movie is that, like, emotionally, emotionally, you find, at least I found myself siding with the Joker. And I don't know if it's meant to be that. So, so like, emotionally, there's this connection where you have sympathy for Joaquin Phoenix's character and that when he kills people, again, he kills a few people, I didn't have... My my sentiment watching it is like, yeah, they deserved it. Like, and, and, that, and that's not... I don't know if that's what Todd Phillips is trying to portray. Um, And maybe that's just me. And I don't know if that's because I'm a white dude too. Like, I, I don't mean, know. That's, that's a lot of... That's a lot of uh, anti-hero content. These, I mean, go, we're going back. You know, go back to like a, Sopranos, The Wire, things where you watch people over the course of years be a murderer, and you're like, I'm on this guy's side. Yeah, Tony Soprano. Yeah, and you're on the guy's side because yeah, true. You because you're seeing it from that person's point of view. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you know. Again, like I, I, I'm, I'm certain. That Todd Phillips isn't saying, "I want you to be on this guy's." I'm sure. I'm. I'm certain that he's doing a character it, piece, or he's just trying to whatever. But that 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 is a very common thing with people when they're watching. Again, the the anti-hero of of a piece of art. You you tend to side with the person whose point of view you're on. But yeah, you know, it's always 
a good filmmaker always is going to make you go murder is pretty great. Like to murder somebody's that's a lot. Yeah. You know, that's, that's why movies like Joker are, it's your Todd Phillips is a way better filmmaker than when you watch shoot him up or whatever. And you're like, Oh, that guy's killing 40 people in a movie or like a taken, or it's like human life means nothing. Like, you know, Rambo's just like, I kill fucking everybody. Yeah. Sorry. Kill friggin' everybody. You you don't have to apologize, Joe. But see, now you're aware of it. My plan is working. Yeah. It's not working. You just said I'm sorry. Yeah. That was was comedy. Okay. Because the idea of Rambo saying friggin', that's where we're at on the- I liked it, though. On the semi-clean sports podcast. I liked it. Overall, you know, I I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great. And I think the people who had a problem with it are the people that you should remove from your social media feed. Those those are the people you should curate out. And honestly, I have people I know and whose opinion I respect. And and that, I mean, I'm thinking of one person in particular, and I don't want to call them out because I, I, again, I'm friendly-ish with them and I respect their opinion but I looked at his criticism of Joker especially all through award season and he was like ranking his top movies of the year and it was like one two three four and then like a million space in like infinity last Joker and I go you're just trying to be a woke asshole yeah you're just being because it is the honestly if you're a person who appreciates cinema the only criticism i'll really hear about joker is it's sort of an homage film like if your problem with it is like it's taxi driver meets king of comedy in one movie i can totally respect that but in in a not so hidden way it's a blatantly obvious homage to those two movies together yeah. I mean, Robert De Niro's in it. Yeah, I was going to say. As the talk show host. Yeah. It is very much clear. Like, I don't think Todd Phillips is hiding that aspect of it. Now, if you go, but I don't want to watch a movie that's sort of an homage to some other movies. But the idea of, like, this this is incel culture and blah, 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 and you're promoting white guys being angry about white guy problems. Like, I just think that is the one of the worst takes of all time. Yeah, I agree. And I had not even seen the movie, and I had seen all those takes, and it's just, you know, at the end of the day, though, without getting too deep, you either you, you either like something or you don't. The same night I watched rewatched Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I watched this later by myself. Look, I enjoyed both movies. They're two completely different movies, right? You you can you can just enjoy something for what it is. The the that's why I don't. You can't even go on social media with these critics because they're just so critical of everything. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I watched that movie Life Itself the other day, and the, the the criticisms that I read after, I was like, wow. Yeah. I just did like, I, I didn't think it was like an Oscar-winning movie again, but I was like, I'm moved by it, and there's a lot of good performances in it. And yeah, there's a little, it's, it's a little bit, it's got a little bit of cheese factor. It's got a little bit of like, emotional corniness it's got a little bit of uh like the this is us 
emotional corn feel, but like it was still good. Like the idea that people were like, "This is a debacle of a movie." I give it an F. I was like, "Wow, who are you people?" Yeah, I watched Space Jam for the first time last night. And wow, first of all, how is that po- again, Nick? What is yeah, that? well, you know this, I, I, that I'm one that you don't really even have an excuse for. When did Space Jam come out? Ninety. I don't know. But hey, you know what? I, 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 I don't want to hear it. I went out. I watched it on my own without anyone telling me. Corny ass movie. Well, yeah. I mean, but I but I enjoyed it. Of course it's corny. It's good. Looney Tunes. Oh, are my the God. Stars I, 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 was, I was appalled at some scenes, just like how ridiculous it was. But, it, it, you know, I, I thought it was, I thought it served its purpose and it was fun that way. I've yeah. still never seen it. Yeah. Ruther never saw it. I was watching it. That's and- kind of crazy, too. Uh I I've I think I've seen Space Jam start to finish one time. I've caught That's all I've, you need. I've certainly caught pieces of it over the years, but it, it really isn't a movie that got like a ton of that return run on like cable. I think for a minute there it did, um, but to sit down to start watch, like I watched it once and I was like, yeah, okay, and that was even that was honestly. Like again, look at look at what your Space Jam came out. I don't think it was, I don't think I'd hit my peak Jordan truther 96. hatred. Yeah, that was still that was still like you where I had a respect for Michael Jordan as a person, and I was like okay, and I definitely I don't know if I saw it in theaters, but I definitely saw it in theaters or soon after. Well, look, I want to move on to another segment. One that was this your idea? This is my idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. Well, no, a- actually, I shouldn't say that. This was maniacal Mitch's idea in, in, a, in a tweet that I brought to a Google Doc. Gotcha. So Mitch's idea, and then I kind of made the Google Doc, and then everyone got involved with it. So, so shout out to Mitch. He is our one of our down under dirt balls from Australia. Mitch, who we've all met and hung out with, great dude. Uh. I'm going to say it again. I've said it on the show before, but I'm going to say it again. And maybe this is the official moment, or we have to plan. We have, we're in a, we're in a very we're a very slow period in the sports world. Can we make Mitch's Hall of Fame nomination official? It like I don't remember the process that we had with there, Jesse Stanga. There is no process. Jesse Stanga is still the only. He's the solo. He's the solo Hall of Fame inducted. There's been a lot of talk about nominations. There's been a lot of talk about people who are, you know, the the Mitches and the CTs. And, like, there's guys who have been milling around the talk of. But I would like to say, Maniacal Mitch coming from Australia (laughs) to Amarillo, Texas. Solidified. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mitch is without a doubt a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Fame dirtball. Are we doing this right now? Is let's, this it? Are we? Let's, are we pulling it up? Are we raising his? We're knighting him. We're raising his yes. jersey. And I, and here's the thing: when it was just Stanga, okay, like it is there really a Hall of Fame if there's only one person, or is that just now that we have two? I suggest that we actually have some. Like I think. You know, small pictures on the wall, the wall of fame. Like, now I'm saying we have to have a physical hall of fame. Okay. Now that there's two. Congratulations to Mitch Mitchell. 
AKA, <laughs> AKA Paul Mitchell. <laughs> I like Mitch Mitchell better. <laughs> Paul Mitchell of, of both hair fame and dirty sports fame. Uh, He's he's now a Hall of Famer. Congratulations, yeah. Mitch! You're in the Hall of Fame. And not to mention, it's a it's a big step. Not only is he the second, he's the first international, yeah, Hall of Famer in the Dirtball Hall Which, of Fame. Which you know, much like the NBA. Yeah, well, it's not. I'm again, sorry. Yeah, yeah, basketball. Much like the Basketball Hall of Fame, lots of guys are in the Basketball Hall of Fame that are not as good as other guys who are not in the Basketball Hall of Fame solely because of their contributions around the world. And I think Mitch is like our Arvidas Sabonis. Yeah. You know? Mitch is our Dino Raja. I think Dino Raja might be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Congratulations, Mitch. You're in. It's a big day for you, Mitch. So hopefully this cheers up your quarantine. Yeah. Now, this was Mitch's idea. Another reason he's in the Hall of Fame. I love this idea. This was a dirtball submitted idea. You guys had a lot of great ideas, which we're going to get to uh, over the next few weeks because the current state of sports. I love this premise. User submitted. Nick put it on a Google Doc. I added a few. We're going to go over what the dirtball said. The segment is titled, If Athletes Worked Regular Jobs. Love this idea. Now, I went through this quickly, and I even added to it a little bit. But I think, I think we should almost go through it and also just rate how we think people did. Yeah. Because some of these, I'm like, why? Yeah. So again, the segment is no athletes are working. Yep. So it's very relevant to the current situation. If athletes worked regular jobs, what would they do? We'll lead off with our editor, co-producer over here, Nick D'Alessandro, a.k.a. Bilbo. He has Russell Wilson. Yo, boy. My boy. If he worked a regular job, he would be a Best Buy geek geek. There we go. Say do, you want, do you want me to read it? You say it for it's me. It's my own. Russell Wilson would be the Best Buy Geek Squad tech support. Now, would he be, when you say tech support, is this somebody you're talking to on the phone? So, like, you can go to Best Buy in yeah. person, and then, you know, that they have, like, these, I think they're, like, orange and uh, blue polo yeah. shirts. Yeah. And you go there, and they help you out with like your laptop or whatever. You right. know, you know, maybe you have to fire up. So an he's email. not he's not geek squatting around in like the Volkswagen where he's driving to your house and helping you set up your. He could do that too. Yeah, because I, I, I see him. All- I saw I saw Russell Wilson do that. I was like, the polo shirt. Yeah, buttoned all the way up. Hundred percent. Classic Russ, the, for sure. Buttoned up. The curly tucked hair. in. I'm yeah. going based off of looks here. Yeah, exclusively. totally. So I, what do we give the rating? I like it. I like it too. I could totally see Russ being a. A, a member of the Geek Squad. I'm a fan of this one. I'm, I'm mentally picturing him in the outfit. He's he's very... Here's the thing about Russell Wilson. He's your upbeat. He's Mr. Cheerful. Like, Russell Wilson would be a little too happy for me. Customer service. He's on yeah. point. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, say, uh, let's say Russell Wilson and I shared a night together, allegedly. Right? Let's just say I wake up next to him. He's too happy when he's cooking me breakfast. I'm not a fan of that. And And what I like about him being tech support like nick said at the store is i could see russell being the guy at the desk area when you come you're like hey i'm having this problem with my laptop and he's like no problem sir we can get that taken care of right away and then he hands it off to like a black guy with dreads who's actually doing the work who's not as good with customer service and then he just takes all the credit for getting it done like he's got a team of guys in the back that are actually doing the fixing. That's kind of disrespectful. Out, he's out front. He's no, out front no, with the polo you lost shirt. Me there. You lost me there. 
Russell's numbers stand by themselves. Anyway, let's move on, Joe. You said we're rating these. How are we rating these? Is this like a, like a out of 10 scale? No, I was just kind of no. saying. A, 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 just, a, just, a, just like a thumbs up, thumbs yeah, down. It's okay. definitely a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Next one, uh, Baker Mayfield. This was submitted by Dirtball Peyton Stolp at Peyton Stolp on Twitter. Baker Mayfield, he has listed as a door-to-door vacuum salesman. Don't really understand it. Thumbs down. Sorry, Peyton. I, I Is that a thing? Door, yeah, door-to-door vacuum salesman's a thing. Um, I don't love it. I, the the one thing, him being in the in the vacuum and in like the the like cleanup kind of thing, I just saw Baker May like how is Baker Mayfield not transitioning directly into handyman? He's already fixing toilets and light bulbs all around the stadium. Yeah, like wh- why are, why isn't he transitioning directly into that? I I can see Baker being a sarcastic plumber. Yeah, exactly. Like door, like I feel like Baker Mayfield thinks he's too too good to go door to door. I agree. Yeah, he's he's the guy who shows up. He's the guy who you hire because he's like your wife's like brother in law, and he's a dick, and he's a dick, and yeah. he's like, and you catch him drinking beers. Yes, you know, and and when you call him out on it, he's like, dude, I'm gonna fix your toilet. You're yeah. never gonna have a better looking toilet. And and and, and he's like, can I can I get uh, can I get that money? And they're like, you have to finish first. He's like, well, you know, I'm gonna finish next week. It's yeah, like, I'm definitely coming back. But you know, if you just give me the money now, I agree. Great. I'm like, he's the guy who gets paid for. He's like the the handyman who gets paid for something and then disappears with your money. Yeah, and then it either breaks right away or he never fixes. He's like. Can you just give me? A, I gotta go get some tool. I gotta get some supplies at Home Depot, and then I, he just bails with your I money. I can totally see Baker Mayfield as a character on Tiger King. Yes, like he's working one of the zoos. Yeah, he's he's one of the guys' uh, gay husbands. Yes, <laughs> I can totally see that. All right, so so Peyton, you know, we, we found a common ground with where you're going here. So next up is Jameis Winston. So submitted from Dirtball Emiliano, he has Jameis Winston working. At a register at a Seven Eleven, I can see him working the register. Um, I guess it's going to do a lot of the work for him. I'll say this: he's not working the register very long. He's definitely getting fired. Not good he's, with numbers. He's miss. Yeah, exactly. He's miss. Uh, he doesn't know how to give change. He's back. Misentering things. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he's he's giving change to the wrong people. You know, some guys, some guys buying something, he's handing it to somebody else. He's like, well, that's my change. He's like, ah, oh, sorry. But, you know, I know he supposedly just fixed his eyes, but with his bad vision, it's great to rob. Like, people are stealing stuff. Oh, yeah. While but, he's yeah, on the he's job. Definitely getting, he's definitely getting fired because he doesn't see people walking out with shit. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. He's like, what? Is that, that guy? Nah, he, he works here. Yeah. Now, I added to Jameis Winston, too, because immediately when I saw this idea, I thought, well, Jameis is just the perfect guy, a fish thrower at Pike Market in Seattle. You always see this in tourism videos about Seattle. You know those guys who sit up there, and they got the big overalls on, and they're just chucking fish? He seems perfect. That he's well-built. He's like a bulky guy. I like it. I, I could see him going like, yeah, go over there. He's terrible at throwing footballs to the right people, but the thing is no one's going to intercept the fish. You're sitting the guy right there. There's only one person to throw it. I mean, no doubt about it, he's got a good arm. Yeah. I could see him throwing fish. I, I agree. I think it's a good one. I can see both of those. All right, next up is Alex Caruso. We have, as a sex shop worker, this was submitted from Jesse Stanga, the other dirtball in the Hall of Fame. I like it. Yeah. He's got the sex shop worker look. 100%. The hair. Yeah. He's white. 
hasty. Kind of, kind of creepy. Yeah. You you go into the sex shop. You're you're looking for something for a, a sensual night with your significant other, and now you got to deal with this guy. He's like, oh, you want another kid? Come here. He's, he he puts his arm around you as yeah. he walks you into the section. Yeah. He's he's talking a little too in depth about how these things work. You can tell that he's used them all before. Yeah. But you don't know if he's using them on men, women, children. Alive people, dead people. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? I like it. Alice Caruso is a sex shop worker. Yeah. All right, this next one. And by sex shop, we mean like like a lion's sexual den. gifts. Lion's yeah. den. Yeah. It's not working in like a like a little peep show type thing. Oh yeah, I could like, see that too. I could definitely like a see him working a peep show. Times Square peep show. Yeah. Guy. Poor Alice Caruso. This one's. This next one's good. This next one made me laugh pretty hard. Submitted by A Millie. Shout out to A. Millie down on the bayou. He has Jose Altuve as a garbage man on the back of the truck. Yeah. Love this. I love this. I, I also feel like I could see Jose Altuve enjoying it. He's the guy. He's like your friendly neighborhood. He's like all smiley and he's fun. And he comes. He's like, hey, what's up? Yeah, get your garbage. But also, he's got a thing with all the neighbors. Yeah. He's got a stick that he carries like on his belt. And when he's done, he just gives your garbage can like a couple wax to let you know it's been taken out. Now you can pull it back up the driveway. You know? Hey, Dan, we're all done over here. Bang, 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 bang. You're like. Jose, I got you. And you're pulling it in. And he's got that good, short, stocky build. Yeah. Like, he's got the strength to just chuck chuck the cans right in the garbage truck. I, I see him with his coveralls down and tied around his waist, and he's just shirtless doing it. He's got that weird tattoo that he's been hiding on his shoulder. Yeah. He's just like, eh, I I, I do the garbage with no shirt. Yeah. Like, oh, Jose. And, and, and whenever you see him, you always go like, Jose loves his job. You know, yeah. he just loves his job. Next up, we have Tom Brady, another Peyton Stolp submission. Manager of an UGG store in a failing mall. I'm going to make another adjustment on this one. I can see Tom Brady more of a clerk because he's like good looking and Abercrombie. Well, I mean, are Abercrombie's even still a thing? I mean, he is. He is. No man on earth, except for maybe Eddie Ift, loves Uggs more than Tom Brady. So I could definitely see him. Yeah. Like I, I, I agree with you. I think he's, I think he might be a on the floor guy as opposed to a manager. Yeah. But he's definitely moving Uggs. Okay. And like, and and here's the thing, Tom Brady, like women are shopping at the Ugg store, and Tom Brady is talking to the boyfriends when they come in and being like. I know you think these things are for girls, but like they, they're really comfortable. Yeah. And you should try them on. I wear them all the time. They're like, you wear them? He's like a six foot four Adonis. He's like, you got to try them on. Yeah. You got to. He, and, he, and he's doing the same thing as Alex. Cruz. He's kind of putting his arm around you. Yeah. You over to the men's section. So maybe not the manager, uh, but, but definitely. On the floor. Yeah. He's definitely on the floor. I like it. On the floor. Of an Ugg store. Yeah. I like it. All right. Andrew Luck. He's listed as a census worker or rocket scientist. A census worker, rocket scientist on the side by Eric Drake. I don't get the census worker. I, I, I could see it, though. I could see Andrew Luck coming to your, coming to your apartment because you didn't. He's like, we're going to talk about it. You know, <laughs> you know legally, legally you've got to fill this out. 
it's a mess. It's actually a crime not to. So let's just sit here and go through it. What, what, what would you say your, uh, ethnic, your ethnic background is? Uh, Caucasian. What, 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 sorry, and it's a little personal, but it's legally you got. What, what would you say your, your annual income is? $60,000. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. All right, how, uh, how, uh, how many years you been living at this location? Ten years. Great. This is not so bad. You should just fill this out in your arm. I'm not going to lie. I like sitting here with you. I like talking about it. Okay. Do you own it? Do you own or, or lease your automobile? I lease it. Okay. It's good, good to know. Yeah. When you when you travel, how many times a year do you travel for work? How many times a year are you traveling? We'll say about seven or eight. Okay. That's and, all. That's uh, all on the census. Oh yeah, good. A lot of stuff on the census. I thought they wanted to know like kids and those sort of well, things. I, I'm here in your apartment. I can see that unless this 23 year old here's your son, that you don't have children, unless you're keeping them in. Yeah. Am, am I wrong? Should, should, should I go ahead and assume that you don't have children? Andrew, Andrew, you kind of sound like Phil Walton today. <laughs> Very similar, similar, a little more gravelly, a little bit more gravelly. Oh, okay, I, I can see Andrew Luck as a uh, census word. Rocket scientist on the side. I like. I'm giving. I'm giving uh, Eric the plus on the census worker. We're removing the rocket scientist on the side. You know where else I could see Andrew Luck? See if you agree with me on this. And I just went to the Apple Store. They're, those guys are know their shit. Andrew Luck is helping you out at the Apple Store. Yes or no? No? Uh, I just I just feel like he's too unkempt to be uh, an Apple. Like th- th- Those guys wear those like little lanyard things, right? Yeah. yeah. I-, I can totally see Andrew Luck wearing a lanyard. Me too. And, and by the way, a lot of them are unkempt, though, right yeah. now. I, I just it, has, went. Has the Apple Store fallen off? Well, I just, the facial hair, they don't. I'm not going to lie. I can see Andrew Luck is like an Uber uh, Uber XL driver, too. Oh, yeah. Like Andrew Luck. But but he's definitely taking like six people plus. Get in. Get in the car. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> Pasadena, buckle up. All right. Let's get through some more of these. Can, can we do some of the ones? Do you want me to skip ahead? Yeah, I mean, how many have we got? Let's start banging them. Cam Newton, women's department store mannequin. It's from, it's from, it's it's from A. Gilbertson, 92. I feel like Cam Newton, uh, I, I know what he's go- I know the joke that he's going for here, but to be honest, like I could see Cam Newton legitimately as like a, a store mannequin in like a hip, like a, a hip asexual, like a store that's like, it's for men. It's for women. Our mannequins are alive. Like I could see Cam Newton, like literally, yeah, posing in in a store window, in like a unisex like mod. I can see it. Yeah, let's let, let, let let's go with it. All right, Stango submitted another one. This is Joe Inglis. Is it Inglis? Ingles. Ingles. Utah Jazz. A chimney sweep. What's a chimney sweep do? Just clean the chimney? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a chimney sweep no. in person. So, so I, I can't really comment on this. Joe Ingles is like 6'9". Yeah. It's a big chimney sweep. <laughs> He's the size of your chimney. Yeah. Uh, 
but I but I know what I know what uh Stang is going for here. He's a real blue collar type of guy. This next one is very specific, and to be honest, I don't understand it. George Kittle is listed as the guy who walks around the neighborhood in the spring trying to get you to switch garbage services from Bob Turkey is a turkey. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I'm not from the kind... So Where I lived, there was like a monopoly in the garbage services. Yeah. Was it run by Italian people? <laughs> it was run by Rumkey, and it was a Rumkey family in Cincinnati. Okay. They ran all everything. So it was probably some sort of criminal enterprise, correct? I'm just saying, it was one family who ran the entire city's garbage. Yeah. So they were organized crime. That's, what, that's the way it was where I'm from as well. A lot of a lot of warring Italian people trying to get your garbage. Um, and then otherwise, I've only ever lived in places where it was clearly crime involved or where it was provided by the city. Like, like in New York and in L.A., the city just picks up your garbage. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it, you know? Yeah. So uh, I don't know what part of the world or what part of the country there's like a guy who's trying to get you to do it. But like George Kittle in this world that I can't really imagine, I could see George Kittle as that guy. Yeah. I can also see him as a bouncer. Yes. At a college bar. Yeah. I could also see George Kittle as a guy who's like a – uh, a mixologist. He's not a bartender. Yes. Right? He wears suspenders. Yes. And he's like making drinks. He's like, it's sort of like an old fashioned, but it's a little different. We call it a new fashioned. And you're like, this is what? Like what? And and you're looking at him. You're like, you're so goddamn fit. Yeah. You're so big. And, yeah. And But your hair is so bad. And you're wearing suspenders. This is literally the only job you could do. Yeah. All right. This next one I just really don't understand. It's from Rebby Grill. He's a younger dirtball. Robbie Grill. Robbie Grill. Used to be Rebby. I think Rebby's dead. I think he. I think he got rid of the Rebby. He's, Ro- he's Robbie now. He's Robbie now. He's he has Bill. O- he has Bill O'Brien listed as a Lloyd Christmas impersonator. Now Lloyd Christmas is Jim Carrey's character in Dumb and Dumber. Sorry, I, I don't get it. I think he's just making saying how dumb Bill O'Brien is. Ah. But, funny. but but here's what I think here's what I think Bill O'Brien is. I think he's 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 in an office. He's the arrogant guy you hate at the office. I think Bill O'Brien is a substitute gym teacher. Love it. He's not the head gym teacher. Yeah. He's like the gym teacher who takes over when the gym teacher's out of town. He's like he's the assistant athletic director, but he's but he's very and everything's very antiquated. It's it's a lot of like you know, like Gym class is just everybody doing bench press. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, and he's like, you know, my doctor tells me like, you know, yoga may be better for my back. He's like, bench press and push-ups. That's it. That's all you got to do is do push-ups. Yeah. You know, he's he's always getting kids hurt. He's like play, like the reckless games. Reckless games. Like, tons of reckless games. Making jokes about their penis size in the shower. Exactly. Walking by the locker room. He's essentially the guy from... Uh, He's essentially from the guy from Teen Wolf, but not as funny. Yeah. I agree. All right. Let's move on to a few ones I created. By the way, I love how you spelled Kyle Lowry wrong. L-O-W-R-I-E. He went with the Jed Lowry spelling. Okay. Well, I spelled it wrong. 
Yeah, I'll fix you. It's fine. Want to start there, Kyle Lowry? No, let's start with Kevin Durant. Okay. Let's go in order. I have Kevin Durant. I've listed this is an Andy Ruther one as a, uh, you know when you go into like Sprint or Verizon? The guy helps you with your phone. Which one is it though? Sprint or Verizon? They're all the same to me. I, I think because to me those guys. See, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to fix this for you right away. Kevin Durant is a phone guy at a T-Mobile store. Like for sure. There you he, go. He's he's Kiosk. like, yeah, he's the T-Mobile because he, he's like, he's still pushing you hard on like the sidekick. You know, the sidekick yeah. too. He's like, look at it, flips. And you're like, what are you doing with this? He's like, the security is actually better. So you think Kevin Durant's a T-Mobile? Yeah. And he's always like talking to you like weirdly about like the security, like how you could hide who you are. Yeah. Like, you know, like the, the encryption of T-Mobile. You know, a lot of people, they talk about the 5G and the, the, the 5G coverage, Sprint and Verizon. But it, when it comes to encryption, no one's better than T-Mobile. Also, we get free uh, free messaging. On, on airplanes, I don't know if you ever noticed that. It's always the T-Mobile free free messaging if you're a T-Mobile user, so that you you can reply to people's tweets. Even I like when you're it in the air. I like it. Yeah. All right, next one. I might have to convince you on this one, but after Nick and I talked this through, we both both agree with this. Andy Dalton, he's the Applebee's bartender, and here's why. Andy Dalton is a very positive guy have you ever seen him he's kind of cheesy he's dorky yeah so he's not working like a like a dive bar but he's the upbeat local guy in the suburbs who's like hey brian like yeah. how's your wife the opposite doing? of george kittle who's making new yes. fashions like he's serving draft beers he's serving like margaritas he's very upbeat yeah he knows your family yeah he knows you just came in from work. And sometimes you come in there and you sit and you're looking at him as he's making you, you know, your bottomless margarita. You look at the weird, like, local clippings on the wall and you're like, is that you? He's like, I was pretty good at football in high school. Pretty good. You know, I don't like to I don't like to talk about it, you know, but back in the day I was pretty good. Yeah. I think him and Carson Wentz are in the same boat here on this joint venture they have going. Him and Carson Wentz are like are the two bartenders at your local Applebee's. Yeah. And they they work like Tom Cruise and the guy in Cocktail. Not as flashy, but they are like one person the way they move and, together. And people really like both yeah. of them. Yeah. They like they like Carson and they like Andy. Yeah. They're like, man, a lot of racist people come in there Carson and they're just like straight Andy. up white ass white dudes serving their their drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the front for like the the kitchen is full of Mexican people, but they're like, we we like to not think about that. We like to think that in the kitchen is a bunch of other boring ass white dudes. Yeah. All right. What do you think about this one? Next up, I have Antonio Brown. I have him as the dude trying to sell you rap CDs on the Venice Beach Boardwalk. Yeah, fantastic. Because they're aggressive. Yeah. But they can be funny at times. I think Antonio Brown can be funny at times, but sometimes they're just mean. Yeah. And and also they are sneaky thieves like yes they their goal is just to try to get you to touch it and then like once you touch it you own it <laughs> yeah. they're like here, here and you're like whoa what like because dumb people like, or like tourists they just like grab it and they're like don't once once you hold it they're not taking it back from you yeah they're like no backsies no it's, it's, it's three bucks three bucks i need five bucks five ten ten five what are you willing to pay yeah Real, real shady characters. He's got a great one in the YouTube comments for Steph Curry. He's the guy who uh, comes in and cleans up the movie theater after he's super friendly and makes the point to tell you that you can take your time leaving. You know the guys yeah, with the yeah. trash can? Yeah. With the with the uh, 
with the stick with the garbage thing on the end that like sw- on the swivel. Exactly. And he's like, he's like, he's got like a whole like technique. He's got real good wrist action. Like he can see like a half-eaten thing of popcorn and like six feet away, he's like, whoosh, and it just boom right into the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. By the way, submit submit these. He's also the guy that's taking your ticket on the way in, and then he's cleaning up after. But on the way in, he's like, "That's three. It's gonna be down on your right." You know. Okay, I have next up Kyle Lowry, who I misspelled. I have him as the fry guy at McDonald's, but there's a caveat to this. He really takes pride, and he's great at it. He and, wears a visor. Yes, I was gonna say he wears a visor. People love him. They're like, "Dude, Kyle's so good in the fries." Yeah. He churns them out. But when they ask him to do anything else, he it's just a disaster. Yeah. Like, new people come in, and they're like, hey, uh, can you help us with the milkshakes? And he, and he just, like, gives them a look. And people have to come over and be like, Kyle only does fries. Like, no one does fries like Kyle, but he only does fries. And after he— He is not qualified to run the drive-thru. And after he seasons them, he loves taking one fry, putting it on his mouth. Yeah. I used to do that when I worked yeah. at A&W, when I, when I would do cheese curds. Whenever I'd make a cheese curd, I'd you worked at A and W. Yeah, it was my first job. Wow, I love A and W. By the way, yeah, I think A and W is grossly underrated. I saw it. Uh, I saw somebody do a fast food, uh, like a fast food March Madness. I think it, I think they didn't call it a fast food though. They called it like something else because it wasn't like whatever. Anyway, they had A and W is a 15 seed. Oh, like that is ridiculous. A and W, like I can't think of a fast food place. I've never eaten there. Oh, so good. Where you are get, A&W's? Get floats. There, there's not that many of them yeah. around. Few it's, and far between, yeah. but it's a diamond in the rough. There's one up in Mill Valley. I know that. I always pass it whenever I go up uh, up to Marin outside of San Francisco. There's one. Growing up, we always went to the one that was in the Stanford Mall, which uh, was, you know, that was, I, that was like the reason to go to the Stanford Mall, go to A&W. But they do the root beer, obviously. The float, yeah. They do floats. There was one. There was one not too far from where I used to live in Las Vegas. I just never went. A lot of them are just old, the old-fashioned ones too. Yeah, they, they're not making new A and Ws yeah. by any means. They're on the way out. Yeah. All right. What about this? I, and I, what now? You'll do you know any of? Did the root beer start from the store and then just take off, or vice versa? I have no idea. He skipped training. I have no idea. All I know because I could see that being a thing. Like then we became known for the root beer and the root beer floats and whatever, and whew, the root beer business took off. And now we're just hanging on to these stores. Yeah, I'm not sure. So good though. Burgers are good. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I love A and W. Cheese fries, right? And they, and they the, do the crinkle curds. fries. Yes, crinkle fries to me definitely goat fry, right? I like the thin and crispy fry, the shoestring mm. fry. I'm a, I'm a crinkle fry guy. For what's sure. what's the cr- I know the waffle fry. What's the crinkle fry? Crinkle fry. It's got like ridges. Yeah, it's like the rigid one. It's okay, like a, it's, it's like a ruffles chip, but in yeah. fry form. Eh, I wouldn't put it as the goat fry. No, I, I I'm going goat fry. I crinkle, I would say crinkle fry. Curly fries over crinkle fry. No way. First of all, curly curly fries bull, to me is below crinkle and uh, the. I disagree. The, like the what do you call it? Shoestring. Shoestring. Like Jack in the Box. I like their curly fries. I'd go shoestring, curly, crinkle. Then I'm steak going, fry. I'm going crinkle, shoestring, curly, waffle. Whoa. Waffle steak. Nah, man. I put waffle ahead of crinkle. No way. Yeah. 
I like a waffle fry if it's done right, but the crinkle, you you, you just get this crispness to the crinkle fry. You guys ever do the, the, the smiley face fries from back in the By day? By the way, no, no, there's no doubt about it. Crinkle fry is the is the for sure the preferred fry with cheese. Crinkle fries with some cheese. What am I putting? If I'm doing cheese fries. Okay, fair enough. Right? Fair enough. Curly fries with cheese? Like, now you got to fucking, how do you stick it in there? Stanga says curly fries, it's its own category, and I can agree with that. Why is it its own category? It's clearly a potato cut and fried. How could it be in its own category, Stanga? Stanga, don't make us make the Hall of Fame a one-person <laughs> hall again. All right, we have a couple more. Next up, I have Javion Clowney as a guy who works at GNC selling you supplements. I could see that. I could also see Jadavian Clowney as the guy who uh, who takes you around the gym when you, yeah. when you when you go to a gym for the first time. I like first it. first time here. You want to tour the place? I like it. Yeah, he's just so damn big, so big, and, and, and like when you come back to the front desk after he gives you a tour, you really feel a little bit in danger if you don't sign up for the. I gym. agree. You know what he reminds me of? That's what happened to me uh, in Las Vegas. I flew out there, and uh, God, what are the fitness centers in Vegas? The, maybe it's just, uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, maybe literally LV Fitness or something. They have a big chain out there. It's not 24-hour fitness. They have that too. Right. But I went for a tour. I flew back to Ohio, and the guy wouldn't stop calling me. He was huge. Like He basically bullied me over the phone into getting a membership. Yeah. Before I had even moved there. Yeah. Because he was like Jadavian Clowney. And I, I feel like Jadavian Clowney takes you for a tour and he's he's never once had to call anybody because no one's ever not Yeah. No one's ever not signed up for the gym. Sure. Totally makes sense. And then the last one is what you have. This is a total dig. You have Carmelo Anthony as a shot girl waitress at Senior Frogs in Cancun. Yeah. He you know, the the thing about being a shot girl. It's almost as much about selling shots for people. The shot girl wants you to buy her a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're taking shots. Like when a shot girl comes up to you at Senior Frogs, she's like, do you want some shots? And you're like, in your mind, you're going like, not really. But I bet you 78% of the time, if not higher, they go like, you're going to take one with us. And Carmelo Anthony is just in it for the shots himself. He just wants shots. He loves shots. He needs to take shots. Yeah. So he has done it. He was like, well, when you bartend, you're not really supposed to take shots. What job could I literally get paid to take shots in? So he just puts on the little T-shirt. It's tied up on the side. He's got a belly showing. He's walking around with the sugary shots. And he's like, how many are we doing here? And they're like, well, are you going to take one with us, Carmel? He's like, you're goddamn right I am. He's selling shots. It's in your frogs. All right. Is that it? I think our best one might have been Jadavian Clowney, <laughs> the gym, as the guy, as the guy who signs you up at the gym. You think that's the best one? I I think that was one that's and, and Andy Dalton is an Applebee's bartender, especially working in a duo with Carson Wentz. I love the Carson Wentz Andy Dalton duo yeah. at your your local white suburban town. Yeah, Applebee's. He's like, have you have you checked out the new two for twenty? We got we got new specials this week, guys. And that person coming in with the family is like, oh, you do? And they they can both do the job themselves, but they they need to have the other guy there because sometimes Carson or Andy will just be like, 
elbow up at a bar, like having a conversation with one of the regulars, and the other guy's covering the whole bar by himself, and then they kind of, they just work so perfectly together. I'm not going to give anything away, but I did think of you last night. Speaking of Applebee's, wait until you get to episode six of Tiger King. Okay. Because Applebee's is mentioned, and I was like, Prano's going to lose his shit. Fun little game if you have well, any. I, well, I can't even think of the last time I was in an Applebee's. When was the last time you were in an Applebee's? Probably on the road somewhere. I was in school a couple. It was a couple months ago. I was in Mount Pleasant. Well, you know what's funny when we when we went to the Ducks Blues game, we were looking for somewhere to eat. Me, Nick, and Goldberg. Because for people who don't know, it's basically just off the freeway, the Angel Stadium, and where the Ducks play at the Honda Center. And there was a Chili's right by. You know, I'm just looking for something quick. Yeah. They were so adamant against Chili's, and and what I said was like, what the hell is the difference between a Chili's and an Applebee's? And both him, excuse me, and Goldberg got so mad. They're like, there's a big difference. I can honestly What's the difference? Say, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever been inside of a Chili's. Same. I don't think I've ever been inside. So then why were you anti-Chili's? The menu. The menu. I mean, it's Chili's. It's unappealing. It's, it, it's the same menu it's as not, Applebee's. It's not. Don't even go are, there. Are they the same company? Dude, it's owned by the same people, but Applebee's also owns like Subway and Jimmy John's and all these would, other chains. No, hold on. I would love the to, same guy. I don't know, but I, I guarantee those menus are similar. Nick's never been, and he was so against no, it. No, I've been. I haven't been in a while. I like to go to uh, Portillo's whenever I go to the Ducks game. I like those Portillo's Italian beef sandwiches, which I didn't even know was a chain, but it's good. It is. I like those. It's real good. Uh, in real sports news, the Olympics canceled. Postponed? Postponed. According to Dick Pound. <laughs> uh, this is something that I've been, you know, wondering a lot lately in terms of how all this stuff is going to affect sports. seems like we're canceling things or postponing them. And I understand he, w- he went on record as saying uh, postponed uh, that they were supposed to start July 24th. And his quote was, they're not going to start July 24th. I can say that for sure, which I understand. Um, there's a lot that goes into gearing up for the Olympics. I was saying to you as we were driving up that you have to have Olympic trials at some point from track field, like all the track field, swimming, whatever, these things that where they have competitions across the globe in their own countries because I believe it's only the top two in each event or three in each event, whatever it is. Um can can make it from one particular place. There's a there's for for timed events. There's like a baseline number. Yeah, but and that's the thing that people don't understand is like you could be the eighth best hundred backstroker in America. You're better than a guy who makes it from let's say Ireland, who has just has to be like the top two, but also be above this number you know, or below this number. Um, so we have to have trials. So I understand them postponing it, and I'm glad that they said postponed. But it seems like things are getting canceled where that are pretty far out, and I'm like, why are we, have to, why are we canceling? Like, there is an opportunity. There is a possibility that, like, June, everything's fine, right? Of, of course. There's a possibility. It's a possibility May. Yeah. So it seems weird. I think uh, April's a wash. I'm just guessing. Now we were discussing. Do you think the NBA season's over? Yes. That there there will not be a crowned champion for this NBA season. Sadly, very sadly, 
I think there will not be a season. Now, let's say shit gets sorted in April or early May. Can't you start basketball again in June 1 and just play the playoffs? You can. And be and fin- like Finish How long do the July. NBA playoffs take? Six weeks? A month? Yeah. Well, they start normally in April. And they go sometimes till early June. They just wouldn't be able to space it out as much. And and, and they wouldn't have to because the argument would be you guys have had a ton of rest. Right. And to me, I actually think it would be a very um, – I think it could be a very good thing for the NBA. Like the, the people that I think would have a very uh, big problem with it are the teams that are on the bubble right now. And, oh, we're, we're a game out of eighth and the game and season just starting today. And this would be the argument for not resting guys, not holding and, you know, not doing load management or whatever. It's like you never know what can happen. If you want to be a playoff team, be in the top eight from day one of the season. Obviously, this has never happened before. Right. Um, I'd love to see that happen. I think you're right. I don't see it happening. I think everybody is being overly cautious. Is there going to be a 2020 World Series champion? I mean, at what point do you cancel baseball? Like, how short of a baseball season can you have? It's a good question. Because baseball... You can't play. I I saw some people saying, "Oh, you play." Like you can't play December baseball. You can't really play mid-November baseball if there's out if there's teams playing outdoors. It's just it's it's incorrect. I think you basically have to consider baseball ending in early November, one way or the other. Man, the Astros are going to get off scot free because of all this crap. I mean, I think a lot of people are still pretty passionate. Not if there's not a season, right? Nobody's going to be as passionate 2021. Imagine if 2020 gets canceled and A.J. Hinch basically doesn't miss a Like, he's a manager again without actually missing a season. Yeah. I don't know. I really hope they just start the NBA playoffs when all this stuff is figured out. I think I think we're going to know a lot more. I mean, we, we keep waiting, right, at least in the United States for things to get really bad. At what point things are pretty bad already. So things are pretty bad. I, I have I have a friend who's a doctor who's who works in Colorado and he's saying it's bad. That okay. they're out of masks, that they're out of ventilators, that uh they're already that he's a surgeon. They're already not doing surgeries basically on anybody uh except for people and he's like and it's ridiculous, but like we're basically only doing surgeries on people who get stabbed or shot or have bad car accidents. We're we're essentially not doing any elective surgeries at all. We're not doing any surgeries where it's like on the fence whether or not you need surgery. So I can like, I can I get bre- can I if I wanted to can I get breast implants this week? No, I would say that probably not. Okay, but you know, obviously, like for example, you know, I watched. The only this is the first episode I've watched of uh, Curb Enthusiasm in I don't know how long because you got you told me Tommy Dewey was on yeah and I watched it but that's a great example like I had to have a trauma knee surgery the knee surgery is like oh do I need surgery do I not need to? they're not doing that they're not doing like oh I have a torn meniscus, meniscus you know yeah um, 
So things are already pretty bad. And now we're just starting to get videos from like hospitals and stuff like that. I don't know if you saw the hospital in Spain of people laying on the floor. No, I can't, I can't watch that crap. Yeah. So it's it's pretty bad. I mean, I think that the crazy thing is, and I know you, you've been talking about like the politics of it all is like, I think so, things are so unclear because like the president goes out and does a press conference every two days and doesn't say anything. Yeah. I know. It's just like, everything's great. It's going to be good. It's great. It's good. I know. I know it seems bad. It's not as bad as it looks. It's going to be fine. I've got this. We're going to be back. I mean, he tweeted last night that basically the cure, the whole, the whole all caps thing. I he's saw. basically saying he's going to like reopen stuff just to like get the economy going in. It's like, wow, this guy's unbelievable. Yeah. Again, I, I try to ignore it. By the way, guys, if you want to call, the hotline is 310-359-8365. We're welcoming calls and we're welcoming new ideas. I will look into that tweet that I put a couple weeks ago. As far as stuff we should do while sports is still in this lull moment. And uh, we'll keep coming up with content. I think today was a great show. Personally, I'm just going to say it. I think we're going to find things to talk about. Never going to be a dull moment with us. And uh, keep giving us your feedback on Twitter, Instagram, at The Dirty Sports for both. And uh, Reddit. And that's it. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Just just be smart and don't freak out. And give us those submissions for the DS Home Challenge. Hashtag. I need, I need more things to do. So send in videos of your great quarantine sports, we're calling it, basically. Yeah. A lot of people are doing a lot of games, a lot of things. But, like, I want, you know, athletic and air quotes style competitions that the dirt balls are doing with their friends, their loved ones whoever they're on quarantine with because uh, we, I mean, who knows how long we'll be here. We, we've got, we can start a league, Andy. Yeah, exactly. I already got a game with the rules. Wow. You, this is your game? This is my game. Me and my, my buddy Ryan, we, we created this in college and we have a whole rules thing, but we need a ping pong table. So I don't think that's going to work. Okay. Well, tell what, how does this work? Uh, it's called Natty Bombs. Okay. It's a drinking game. Great. But um, involves ping pong. It, 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 you see this list right here. We'll go over it afterwards. Cool. Okay. Fantastic. Cool. All right, guys. Well, that's the show. Yeah. I got to. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's not not really a ton of things to plug. I guess follow all of our social media, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Send us a video for DS uh, Home Challenge. And uh, like Andy said, use social media or our hotline to give us things that you want us to talk about because – NFL free agency is winding down. The Olympics are postponed. We're, I mean, we're close to, we've already taken the dirty out. We're about to take the sports out. We're about to be clean hobbies. The we, clean, the clean hobbies. Podcast. We, we have not taken the, the dirty out. We're still dirty sports guys. Follow us along this fun ride through the pandemic. We'll get you through it. Trust me. We'll make it fun and entertaining. So hit those notifications on YouTube. So, you know, when we go live, all right, guys, stay smart, stay safe, and most importantly, stay dirty.